0: Our scripture today comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. We'll read verses 38 through 42. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, he, being Jesus, entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. One of the things my li- wife enjoys least is going clothes shopping with me. Every time we go, I'm not afraid to admit this because I know it's true. The biggest question I have, the most difficult decision of the day, is this shirt or this shirt? To go with this tie or with that tie? And, and I'm usually the one... I'm that guy standing in the men's section of Dillard's putting the shirt and the ties up to each other and I have about three or four spread out and I'll, and I'll move ties around. And, and at, at times I've caught myself literally standing back and going like this. You know, I, I'm that guy. Um, and, and, and sometimes I'll stand there for what she may think is forever. And whenever it is close to lunchtime, that is not the time to be deciding between ties and shirts when you have a hungry wife. Sometimes I'm even bad about it in the mornings. Stand back in the closet, which shirt? Anybody else do something similar to the fact? Maybe it's not clothes, but you're, you're okay to admit that, that there's something in life that you just take forever and make a decision about. Anybody want to come clean today? <laughs> Maybe, like I said, it's not closed. But but you know, we'll also have the conversation about supper at night. The conversation usually goes something like this: What do you want for supper tonight? I don't care. I've actually served up I don't care on a platter before. She did not find it amusing. Well, we have chicken and beef, or we have pork. Then we have uh, uh, noodles and Alfredo and peas. What's for dessert? How many of you plan your dinner though around what you're having for dessert, so you know how much to eat, so you save plenty of room for dessert? Can I get a witness? <laughs> That's usually how it goes in our house. The point, the point is this: life is always throwing out situations that require us to make an either-or decision. You probably faced decisions like that yourself this morning, whether uh, to eat breakfast or sleep in longer, whether to get up and come to church or sleep in longer, whether, whether you wanted juice or, 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 or milk or, or, in my case, coffee, and apparently I should have had more than one cup of coffee this morning. But we all face these decisions, and we face them on a daily basis. But, but here, here's the real question for us this morning, and, and as you'll see in a few minutes, so we could look at this verse of Scripture, and no doubt you've heard it preached multiple different times, and we could take this Scripture and have a different sermon for every Sunday of the year on this specific Scripture. But one of the questions that I want us to look at this morning is this. Is it possible in life to be done with the ore? Is it possible to be done... With the or. Do we always have to be bound by either or? I know what you're thinking. You're like, he's gone off his rocker today. Well, that's usually the look I get from Roy every Sunday, so I've gotten used to it by now. But but in the scripture today, we see an either or situation. Jesus came to dine with the sisters Mary and Martha at their house, and, and we know in the beginning of the scripture, Jesus was likely with the other disciples, and there's no telling how many other people uh, were there to dine as well, so this could have been a major house party, it could have been just Jesus and by this point the 11 disciples and then Mary and Martha. We don't know who from Mary and Martha's family was there. We know that, that some uh, male had to have been there because they could not have owned the house because of customs in first century Palestine. So the questions that we don't know about the scripture go on and on. But that's besides the point today. What we do know is this. It, Martha immediately went to work preparing dinner and preparing the dining room whenever they showed up for dinner Uh, and mary poor mary she always gets the rap in this story mary sat quietly at the feet of jesus as her guest spoke and undoubtedly taught Now, it's important to understand the traditions of first century Palestine, and that is this. The women were to go right to work in the kitchen when guests showed up. And all the men would go and gather in a room and talk. And if there was a leader of the group, in this case, Jesus, who was considered the rabbi, the teacher, the leader of the group, he would sit um, in in the highest chair, often the only chair, depending on the size of the home and, and, and the status of their wealth and all these things. And everybody else would gather and sit at the feet of the primary guest. The men, that is, typically. But as we see in our story this morning, things were not going as typical. So the stage for the rest of the story is set when Mary decided instead of taking her place in the kitchen, she would sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha, as we can hear undoubtedly from the scripture, is not happy about not getting help from her sister. Can you hear the banging of the dishes getting louder and louder in the kitchen the more frustrated she gets that Mary is not joining her? I don't know about you, but whenever I get frustrated, those dishes start flying a little bit harder than they would have had before. Anybody else testify to that? So... No, there's actually there there are numerous dueling forces at play in this situation. And there's so many things that, that we could talk about here. We could talk about contemplation versus activity. We could talk about productivity versus relationship. We could talk about practices versus presence. We could talk about duty versus love. And all those would be valid topics. And undoubtedly, this passage has been used to preach all of those dichotomy forces. But, but oftentimes, in, in teaching or, or, or in preaching these contrasts, we tend to focus on the latter of each of those dichotomies, which the latter of each of those is represented by Mary. The, the love, the presence, the relationship, the productivity the contemplation however the story itself reminds us that marriage Mary and Martha are sisters they are family we often see uh, them as opposites here and are asked to choose either or, However, the story, in fact, and the way I want us to look at it this morning, the story does the opposite of what we typically use it for. It calls us to see them this morning as compliments, not as either or. In the same way, all the contrasts that we named earlier are not meant in this story to be seen as being in conflict with each other, but as a legitimate continuum that includes them both. What do you mean, preacher? I'm glad you asked. This is not a story of having to choose between contemplation or activity this is not a passage about having to choose between practice or presence of productivity or relationship or or duty and love it is a story of how each of these either ors actually work together to build off of one another how many of you have ever used something battery operated well no doubt you did this morning you got a cell phone, you got an alarm clock, you have a remote control, you have a coffee pot, perhaps, you know, whatever the case may be, we probably all use something battery operated this morning. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Then you have personally experienced the result of what happens when polar opposites work together. Didn't know you were going to get a science lesson this morning, did you? Well, my wife's a science teacher, I, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. For a battery to work, it must have a negative terminal to push the electrons along the circuit to the load or to the item that's being powered. And it must have a positive terminal to receive the electrons back into the battery, which completes the circuit. Any electricians in here? Did did, did, did I, did I say that correctly? somewhere in there close to it? Okay, but y'all get the point. you got to have a positive and a negative to create a full circuit. They work together. Listening to Jesus and studying the Word is not opposed to serving Jesus but rather is given priority in this case and in many cases so that the service which follows the teaching can be as fruitful as possible. Preacher, you lost me. What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked again. It means we have to read the instruction manual before we can start the project. It means we have to study for the test before we can actually take the exam. It means that we have to complete the exams before we can graduate from the school. It means we have to complete the training before we can start the job. It means that we have to learn how and what it means to serve Christ before we can call ourselves servants of Christ. In the scripture, Martha gets flustered, begs Jesus to tell Mary to join her in the kitchen so they can get their busy work as they were accustomed to do and done. Jesus responds by telling Martha, she is doing wrong but by saying Mary has chosen what she needs most in her life right now and that is the best choice for her Martha was doing what she needed to do in the situation but Mary was doing exactly what she needed to do in this moment notice he doesn't tell Martha that what Mary needed was what Martha also needed in that moment. I want you to see that. We're going to go back to that. But by choosing what is priority in the moment, Mary will have this time with Jesus to cherish and to remember forever. She will have what she needs so that when the busy work calls later, She will be prepared for it. She will have this teaching moment from Jesus so she'll know how to put it into practice later. Yes, they still need to eat, and Lord knows in this world the busy work continues, right? That is where we see the and in this story as opposed to the either or. The fact that that Mary... Chose what she needed. She needed to be at the feet of Jesus. How many times do we just need to collapse at the feet of Jesus before we do anything else? Sometimes that's exactly what we need to do. And that is what Mary needed. Now Martha, she went to work immediately with what she needed to do in that moment. And although these are uh, contrasting and dueling uh, forces, it goes to show that we can be done with the or, and we can have the ant. How many of us don't like working from the or mentality when it comes to this subject? How many of us don't want to see this walk with Christ as as one where I either have to learn or I have to serve? Or I have to sit in here or I have to go out there? That's not the way it works. How many of us need to approach our walk with Christ with the and idea of serving? Imagine what our church here and around the world would look like if we quit operating in the either-or state of mind and we started operating in the world of and. What does that look like? That's a different question for every person in the room. What does it look like for you when you need to just be at the feet of Jesus? To soak up, the love, the teaching, the grace, the message that you need to hear so that when the time comes, you know exactly what it looks like to go and to do the work of being the servant of Jesus. What is being called the busy work in this passage, as it were, the actual loving, the actual serving, the actual following. They work hand-in-hand. They go together, and we all need them both. Some of us are ready for this service time. Some of us, I know me, every week, I need to be here. I need to be at the feet of Jesus. And then there are times when I'm ready to be in the kitchen doing the work. So then the question is this. The challenge is this. Decide if you are Mary in this moment, and you need to learn better how to serve this week. Or or if you are Martha, and you are ready to see the fruit of your preparation. Our graduates come forth, and they have been preparing for years, and now you and the world are ready to see the fruit of your preparation. As you move forward from this time of school into the time of application of of more school, but a different kind of school, of work, of learning, whatever that may look like for you. But we are all needing to make that choice today. What does it look like to not have to choose between either or, but to go with the and? of serving God. This is the gospel message for us all. Where are we? What do we need? What does that look like? What would it look like if we as a church together made that decision? And then we taught somebody else how to make that decision as well. This is the gospel. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.